Hi, thanks for tuning in to the Expressing Motherhood podcast. My name is Lindsay Cabot. If you haven't subscribed or written a review, I'd be so appreciative if you did that. Um, we're on Spotify and iTunes and we're hosted on Blog Talk Radio. I don't know if you have to say that really. Anyway, I have been uploading the most recent shows from our Los Angeles shows here in January, and the next woman you're about to listen to, she closed our shows. Um, so the shows, I don't know, see, sometimes I don't like to talk about what was in the show, but anyway, she was just the perfect closer, our closer as I called her. Um, if you haven't, if you've listened to these stories in January, yeah, I'll just say it. So I cast January, February, March, April all at one time. I did it in December. I did it between Hanukkah and Christmas. Maybe not the best idea, but um, I, for me, it's easier. I thought that would just be better to get it all done at one time. And I have never received so many submissions about death as I had um, with that round of submissions and a lot about people losing their mothers. So I thought, well, I don't want to, you always have to leave your audience, you know, with hope, but death is part of life. And the way that these pieces were written felt safe for the audience. That makes sense. Um, And Karen was one of these pieces. So she does talk about death, but it's done in a way, yeah, you'll, you'll hear that was appropriate and left the audience with some hope and some laughter at the end of the show. Karen Makara is a writer and actor based in Los Angeles. She received a BA in English and theater arts from the University of Pennsylvania. Karen got her start in musical theater. She has played a number of iconic roles, including Mama Rose and Gypsy, Matron Mama Morton in Chicago, The Witch in the Wit- Into the Woods, that's fun, and Edith, Little Edie, and Grey Gardens, just to name a few. No wonder she's so talented. In 2018, she debuted her one-woman show, Wine Time with Roni, which she wrote and performed in the Hollywood Hollywood Fringe Festival and the Off-Broadway Festival United Solo in New York City. Wow, amazing. Okay. I did not read her bio before the show. I actually don't really read their bios until afterwards. I think I like to soak the person up just through their story. And then their performance. Anyway, you can read more about Karen on her website, karenmakara.com. So without further ado, here's Karen in Expressing Motherhood. My mother passed away in August. About a month after she died, I decided to have a weekend away from home by myself at a fancy hotel. A pamper yourself and honor your mom by writing everything down from the last six months because your mom recently died of cancer weekend. I booked myself a room at the luxurious Monarch Beach Resort. It is a stunning hotel, sweeping ocean views from every lobby, window, and terrace. The weather that weekend was perfect, 75 to 80 degrees and sunny, and I could feel my mother's spirit everywhere. She would have loved this place. She would have loved this weekend. She would have loved being here with me. And as sad and devastated as I was that she wasn't there to share it with me, I also had this joyful feeling that somehow, in some way that was palpable to me, she was. But the cake-taking experience of the weekend was something that happened on the last morning I was there. 
I ordered room service. Lemon ricotta pancakes with berries, which the room service order taker described as lovely. I wasn't sure if this was a resounding endorsement or not, but it was good enough for me to decide I would rather have those than any of the healthier options since the plan after this weekend was to overhaul my diet, to balance out all the morning-related eating and drinking I'd been doing. Why not just be decadent for one last day and order myself a big old stack of pancakes? At a little after 10 a.m., there was a knock on the door. A friendly Latino man greeted me with a big smile. His name tag said Santos. I gave him a big smile right back. I was feeling good. I had a real namaste vibe going on after a weekend of pampering, sleeping, and just taking care of myself. Santos seemed to find me affable and welcoming. He lingered as he set up the room service table and said how beautiful the day was and that I seemed happy and he was happy that I was happy. <laughs> it was a delightful exchange. And then before he turned to leave, he stops. And he looks right at me and he says, bless you. Ah, weird for room service delivery, but... <laughs> Not unwelcome, a morning benediction, nice. I'm in the right frame of mind for this extra bit of religiosity. And then he's walking out, but he stops. And before he gets to the door, he turns and he says, we must be happy because we have the life. We have the most important thing, the life. And I smile and I say, I couldn't agree more, thinking how very on point thinking this would be the end of it and he would take his leave. But he doesn't. <laughs> he stays there and he keeps talking. We are blessed. We have life. We are here enjoying. We must be happy. And he keeps going in this vein and I'm smiling and nodding and agreeing fully, expecting him to leave. But he doesn't. He stands in the doorway and he goes on. Michael Jackson, he has the millions of dollars, but he does not have what we have, the life. <laughs> and uh, who is that guy, uh, Apple Computers? Steve Jobs, I offer. Steve Jobs, yes. He has the billions of dollars, but he does not have what we have, the life. And I'm smiling and nodding and agreeing and getting increasingly misty and trying to hide that fact because it's weird me tearing up while the room service delivery guy is just being friendly and making conversation. Or is he? What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Steve Jobs died of pancreatic cancer like my mom. Is that a coincidence? Is this man's presence here a coincidence? And then I can't help it. I start crying. And he closes the door behind him as he comes in closer, comes closer to me, which could be menacing in some other set of circumstances, <laughs> but it's not at all right now. And he looks right at me and he says, there is a reason I'm here. I know who you are. I see you. God loves you. It's okay. Money or no money. Mother or no mother. We are all alive. They're all living. It's a gift from God, the one and only God. And now I am full-blown, <laughs> weeping, <laughs> heaving, and I can't stop. And he takes my hands in his hands, and he says, you don't know who I am, and I cry. 
I think I do. As he looks deeply into my eyes, telling me I'm a good person, I'm a sensitive person, God loves me, it's all okay. I take a deep breath. I calm down. Then I laugh. There's only so much deep shit one can handle at any given moment. And now the intensity of the immediately preceding moment is starting to dissipate. Santos is still holding my hands in his hands, and he says, I'm a pastor at a church. And I mumble something like, I know, even though I don't know. But I know that this man is a spiritual something, or a spirit himself, or maybe, just maybe he is my mom, was my mom for a brief moment. Invasion of the body snatchers. <laughs> and when he was looking deep into my eyes, they were her eyes, and we were meeting and talking, my mom and I, and I just know it. Although, of course, there's no way to know it. We can only know it with a capital K, a sort of oddly confident yet unsubstantiated knowing. So I just know it. Santo starts to go. He gives me a hug, says, I hope you have a good day. And then he walked out the door. And I proceeded to eat every last bite of my lemon ricotta pancakes slathered in butter and syrup. After which, I went back to my computer to admire the ocean view for a few more hours while I wrote about my mom some more. Oh.